You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Kareen woodman Hallebeck, who is the founder of Progressive HR. Kareen, how are you doing today? Hey, Garrett. I am fabulous. And how are you? Good. Did I get your last name right? I know we were talking about, you know, the Gwen Stefani Hollaback girl. Is that is that right? Did I get it? You you yeah, you actually got it the second time. So Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> I missed it the first time. I got it the second time. That's okay. Um, well, hey, Karine, we are super excited to have you on the show today and really excited to dive into our topic. But before we do, um, as you know, we like to just give a little bit of context for our listeners of who our guest is. So tell us a little bit more about your career background and what progressive HR does. Yeah, so I started my HR career in the UK. I was working for uh, Wrigley UK and Learning and Development Department as their associate in Learning and Development. Um, and then came back to the US and kind of like petered around generalist work, specialist work. And then I work, uh, became an in, uh, HR executive, CHRO for contract. Um, after that, I randomly started live events for HR. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, couldn't do live events anymore. So I became a content creator. Awesome. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about Progressive HR too and what the focus of your business is. Yeah, so Progressive HR pretty much is uh, bespoke um, for HR tech and work tech organizations to connect with HR leaders in the industry or in the HR space, the Progressive HR space. So, and then on the other end, I also help um, Progressive HR leaders with um, creating content on LinkedIn. I love it. That's an awesome, important skill in today's world. And we're going to talk about it more with our topic today. Um, you, I wanted to highlight though, too, you also have recently launched a Progressive HR live stream on LinkedIn and a newsletter as well. Is that right? Uh, no, actually, I okay. uh, launched the Progressive HR Live last year, okay. and I'm just launched season two of Progressive HR Live. Awesome. But yes, it is correct regarding the Progressive HR newsletter. So there's a theme. It's all about Progressive HR. Did you guys get that? So yeah, we got it. We got it. Well. Good. Well, I'm excited to, to check that out too. So before we jump into our topic, there's a question I really like to ask all of our guests just to kind of set the stage, kind of a two-part question. Part one is why did you decide to get into HR? What led you into the field? And then part two is what's kept you there? Um, people, really simple, just people. So <laughs> love people and have loved the people you've worked with. Is that it? Um, actually, it's I, I'm fascinated with the unlimited human potential. Uh, so my first foray into HR was working to develop an assessment center as part of my class in um, the UK um, at the University of Brighton. And I was like, wait a minute, you could you could actually there's a profession where you can like help develop people and you can unlock the potential of people in work. Like, really, we can do that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, count me in. Check mark. Yes, yeah. that's me. <laughs> that's, I love it. I, I'm glad that you can could find your calling within the broad world of HR early on. That's awesome. And you can see how that's kind of led you through your career as you look at your, your career background and your experience so far. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I 
Oh, sorry. I've, I've always pushed back on the notion that HR is just um, fluffy people, people that wear, um, you know, holiday sweaters and our administration. So I've always said, no, no, no. We're all about the, all about the future of work and, and finding the potential in people. I love that. I think that's absolutely true. And um, I, I resonates with me too, from a marketing background. I think a lot of times people think marketing can be something fluffy as well. And I, I'll argue that it's not. So I get that. So awesome. Well, Karina, I want to jump into our topic today. As you and I discussed, what do we talk about? You know, because of your experience, I think it's really natural that we talk about HR and the creator economy. That's kind of a phrase that you threw out there of let's talk about that. So really just get to get us started, help us understand what the creator economy is. What does that mean? The creator economy is a class of businesses that are built by independent content creators and community builders. And the creator ecosystem is the network of platforms, software, technology, and finance tools that are designed to help content creation and with uh, help a content creator with growth and monetization. Awesome. So in layman's terms, then it's really about, there's so many more people who are creating content because of the internet today, because of LinkedIn, as an example, right? Especially work focused, right? There's so many other people who are creating content today. And so how do you do that in the best way possible for your business? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So Web 2.0 really kicked off the creator economy and then Web 3.0 is bringing it home with the metaverse and NFTs. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm excited to continue talking about this. So I guess to next question is then who, who really is a creator? As we think about, you know, creator, are we talking about just influencers out there, the people, you know, the, the 1%, 3% of people who are doing this for their, their daily job, right? You know, who, who really falls in that creator bucket? Yeah. So in a very, very broad terms, we're all creators. We all make something. We all create content. We create content every day. We're having, uh, we're creating content right now in our conversation. People create content in conversations. Um, And then if you narrow that down, it's really, you know, anybody who makes something digitally. So that can be content, that can be art, that can be courses, that can be a fitness course. I mean, the music, I mean, there's so many verticals, verticals within the creator economy. Um, so we look at then, you know, a creator could also be someone who has fans. So that's another level. So anyone who create con- creates content, anyone who does it digitally, anyone who has fans, and then someone who monetizes their content outside of the traditional employment. So kind of like all levels of Mm -hmm. that. And then on top of that, there's someone who makes a livable wage out of the content they're creating. And there's a saying called one to 100. So that means that if you can build a community of one to 100, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's awesome. So I think that's awesome context. Now, how does that really tie into HR's role? Like what's HR's role in this creator economy that many of us have experienced and seen? Yeah. So it's really important for HR to understand the creator tech stack and all of the platforms that are involved. So, you know, my tip is to look into CB Insights and as well as influencermarketing.com. And they have a great kind of roadmap of the marketplace and understanding of uh, the creator tools that are out there. And then it's really about, you know, providing access 
access um, within your organization to the tools that support creation. And we're not talking about giving everybody Ko-Fi and Substack and uh, having giving them access to, um, let's see another one, um, Superware for NFTs. You know, you're, you're a smaller business. You don't necessarily need to do that. But first thing you can do is you can provide access to Canva. Canva has a great access to um, have your team have a Canva account and you can all collaborate together on creating content, um, whether that be audio content, because Canva now has um, some voiceover content, graphic content, or um, you know written content. Excellent. And then it's about, like I said before, is creating community. So within a small business, within whether it's like 50 people or 50 up to, you know, 500 people, um, you know, even in enterprise, you can create a community within your team. And so a recent um, Washington Post article said the, the reps from Google said that while um, we're in the future of work, the future of work will become increasingly flexible. The ability to collaborate and to build community in person will remain an important part. So again, it's around that community piece. And then also MEHR being a creator within our role. I had this discussion yesterday with Marnie Robbins, who's the head of people for Podsites. She was on the Progressive HR Live. And our topic was how creator tools will shape the future of employee experience. And she said that she found herself not only wearing an HR hat, but also a creator hat and also an IT hat. So it's looking at how, how you can create within your role um, and then also involving creators in your process. So involving your creator employees as either a brand for your small business or business, or as uh, helping you create content and community within your organization. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really interesting. And I want to, I want to step back just a little bit because I'm, I know that there are probably listeners out there who are the solo HR person in a small business, or maybe the owner of a small business who haven't really embarked on this, like creator economy, haven't really leveraged it. So for those who are still kind of on the sidelines thinking, you know, why, why should we be creating more content? How would you kind of summarize that? Like the benefits that you have seen for either creating content yourself for your business or with clients that you've worked with as you've helped them, especially within HR, create content? Um, yeah, gosh, you know, two sides to that is that you create content for yourself um, to help you kind of dig down and understand your perspective and understand your individuality. And, you know, being, if you are the sole HR person, it's important. I think that you have, you have a voice, you know, you have a voice as HR, but you also have a voice as an individual in HR within the organization you're working with. So that's one side. Second side is that to engage people, you know, we're, we're moving into new work ways of the individual um, being interested in others' perspectives and having a human first work and new work ways. So again, creating content for you, for your perspective and creating content to, to have someone engaged with whether that's your perspective as you, the individual or you, the HR person or you, the, the organization. I love it. And I think, go ahead. Oh, no, I wanted to add that, you know, we're, we're moving from this content creation of um, a content creation for hours and hours, like big scale events, um, 
you know, hour long, hour and a half long webinars to really short form point of view content. So short little tidbit bites, really breaking it down into not just saying that your conversation is going to be, for example, about the creator economy and HR, but it's going to be at the five points of the creator economy and the HR and doing it on a POV point. uh, And like you say, what's really important about this podcast is giving people tips like real life, tangible tips in a quick, quick bites. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and I think as, as you're talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, there's really kind of two sides to the benefits that you get from empowering your organization and creators across your organization. One of those is really like the external benefits that you get. Obviously there's increased visibility from, you know, from a, I, I come from a marketing background. Like there's, it's excellent when you can empower your team to create because it helps drive visibility and awareness for your brand from an HR perspective that helps you with recruiting and so many other things. But I also love that you talked about engagement. I think there's an internal benefit of this too, especially as more and more teams are, you know, distributed and whether that means they're not in a physical office or whether it means you have frontline deskless workers out there, there's also lots of content that can be created and shared internally to help drive employee engagement and inform them. So I I love that you talked about both of those aspects and I think that they're super, super valuable. So um, with that, kind of going back to what we were just t- talking about with that context, how does someone in HR help really build a culture across their company of, you know, really a creator culture? How, how do you help empower everyone to know where to start and how to create content across the organization? Well, thanks for asking that question um, because I actually coined the term creator culture. So it's currently not, it's currently not a term that's going around. So if someone types in creator culture, um, the first thing they'll probably see is uh, one of my past articles or actually this, this podcast now. Um, So creative culture, you know, HR is a, is really leading organizations into the future of work. And I really have to stop saying the future of work because we're in the future of work. So I want to say HR HR leaders are leading organizations into new work ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually can't say that I coined that. That was from my um, good uh, friend and HR uh, partner, uh, Kristen Strunk from Harley Davidson. So we'll also be the visionaries that create these pathways for talent um, that can meld the best of, you know, the creator economy with organizational life. And that's to orchestrate this new cultural paradigm called the creator culture. So the creator culture is a culture where the way of doing things within the organization enables people to earn a livelihood in a way that highlights their individuality and allows them to gain agency over their work and the how, the why, and and what they do in their work. And it's well as, you know, hire as well, it's hiring what we call creator employees. And that's not something that I coined. That's something that came up last week on LinkedIn was talking about the creator employee. So how, what can we do? Well, we can build, um, build systems and ecosystems for our creator employees, you know, shaping work to incorporate as I said before, new workways. And so right now, over 40% of our work populations, they already have side hustles. So why not incorporate that into work? So 
the creative ecosystem within your organization. And I'm not just talking about, you know, learning experience platforms, having employees put down their information uh, in these knowledge systems, um, but also like the gamut of things that you can do within your organization for creating this creator culture. So we want to create this creator ecosystem within our organizations um, because we want to give the people the opportunity that they have that have the side hustles um, to incorporate that. Otherwise, we're going to lose that pool of talent. So part of that is the incorporation of the four-day work week. Now, that might may not be, you know, the that may not be possible for all, all small, small businesses, but you can still kind of work on that ideal. I thought it was really interesting how, um, you know, the government is starting to um, incorporate this and they came out with a 32-hour work, 32 Workweek Act. <sighs> and um, I don't know that much on it, but I know that it was a, it's a preliminary law that was passed or is an act that's going to be passed. Um, and I looked at like what the, the current news is on this and that the CEO of Panasonic, and I thought this was really interesting. The CEO of Panasonic said um, that we're giving people an optional, an optional four day work week um, because we want them to go out and, ha- and have side hustles. We want mm-hmm. them to, to feel that that can be part of their work week. We want to incorporate that. We don't want to lose this talent pool. So um, again, going back to what else you can do to create a culture, um, a creator culture within your organization is you can also look at democratizing um, decision-making in your organization. And I'm not saying like, just give everything <laughs> away um, or give everything an open, open source, but open source, open source organizations are, are starting. And we can look at looking at how Slack and Slight and Kazoo and, oh gosh, Loom um, are creating this experience for or um, for employees that helps them have a voice a greater voice within the organization as part of democratizing decision making yeah I love that and I think that um, I think that the tangible insights that people can share as they create content um, really only comes through experience, right? When you are the one who's making decisions, you know, a lot of the times, and that doesn't have to be the one at the very top, right? But if, as you're empowered to make decisions in your role, I think you learn a lot that you can then share with everyone else. So I love that last tip as well. So I think that's awesome. Um, I think that's, uh, gives us some really good tangible tips for how um, HR people can play a role in creating that creator culture, like you mentioned. What about those HR people who are interested in becoming creators themselves and they want to do that better. Maybe they haven't even started. What, what tips do you have for, for them on where to get started and how to go about it? So I have seven tips for you. So first of all, um, believe that you have unique value in your combination of experience, knowledge, and perspective. Believe in that first. And then explore the topics that you're interested in. You know, what do you have a passion for? What are you interested in learning? Um, What are you experiencing in your role? and experiment with those topics. So third tip, experiment with those topics in different mediums of delivery and in different media. For example, you can contact Eddie and you can ask to be part of their HR encyclopedia to create an encyclopedia entry on a topic that you're interested in or learning about. So great. Thanks for for the plug. (laughs) Appreciate it. 
<laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So um, other mediums that you can look into, I mentioned Canva a lot. Canva is a great, great first, first starting out creating. Um, you can experiment within there. Um, you can ask people, you know, directly in Canva for their feedback on what you're creating. Um, and this is mainly graphics again, but they do have an audio function and they do have a, a video function. They do have a content creation function as well. LinkedIn is really good. LinkedIn, um, you just, you know, I say to everybody, the main question or the main issue that people have with um, my my clients have with creating content on LinkedIn is they said, well, nobody's going to be interested in my voice. Well, I'm interested in your voice and I'm somebody, you know, I'm going to be that one person. If anything, I'm going to be that one person that hits like and, and comments for you. And that's also imposter syndrome. You know, don't, don't, you know, disregard yourself because um, probably there's about 10 people out there that are feeling the same way as you and they see you creating content and they're going to be like, oh, I'm empowered by by this other HR professional creating content and this person's not afraid to put it out there. So, and just start, just start on LinkedIn. Whether it's one word or one sentence, it all matters. Mm-hmm. Um, other great ways to create content is look into creating a course on Kajabi. Um, you can look at writing a newsletter on Substack. And then one platform that I've been um, just starting to reach research is a community building platform called Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm quite interested in that. I'm quite interested in digging in there. Uh, so next tip, you know, this goes back to just starting is just have confidence, have confidence that you put it out there and accept the support, the support that you're getting, accept the interest, accept the engagement um, that you receive and accept the abundance that comes with creating content. Um, turn your learnings into content, you know, put a post out there on LinkedIn, learn from it, and then turn that into content um, and ask. Really big is ask. Ask your community questions, ask yourself questions, ask if you need help, and ask for monetary value. Ask for monetary value. That's really important. And then lastly, seventh tip is follow me. I'll give you good tips. Love it. Awesome. (laughs) Good stuff. In addition to that last tip, which I love, follow follow Kareen. The other one that I really liked was um, specifically around just do it, just kind of get started with it. I found personally that it is, um, it helps solidify your own thinking as you start to explain it to other people. I'm sure many of us have experienced that, you know, verbally, but when you start creating content, for example, on LinkedIn or a newsletter or things like that, it helps you to understand and internalize the principles you're talking about even better. And so there's a personal development aspect of that too, that, that really comes through just starting and just doing it. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it doesn't have to be this like well thought out paragraph when you start out. It can, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first post of mine that went viral was, was three words. That's, was it, it was an image in three words mm-hmm. and that got over 17,000 views. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. So just get started, right? Just start. Yeah. Just do it. Well, <laughs> 
Well, Corinne, I think that this has been so great. I mean, you shared some really tangible tips. I appreciate you joining and sharing your insight and experience with us today. As we kind of wrap up here, there's a question I really like to ask all of our guests on our show, and it relates to the HR Mavericks community, which you know this podcast is a part of. And the mission for that community is really just about democratizing HR knowledge, especially for those small business owners, HR people, and leaders out there who need it and maybe don't have it or don't know where to find it. So with that context, what's what's one thing you think that our listeners could do this week to improve their HR or people functions? Think progressively. I love it. I would, I could have guessed you could have said something like that with progressive HR. So no, I, I love it. I think that's a great tip. So um, Karina, thank you again for joining uh, the show today. If there are listeners that want to get in contact with you or have follow-up questions, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so if you're connected with me on LinkedIn, just DM me simply. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, send me an email. And it's really important that the inmate, the the um, the request or the message is just short, two sentences um, that you want to connect with me and why you want to connect with me or what's your issue and how can I help you. So, love it. Okay, well there you go. You heard it from her. So go follow Corrine on LinkedIn and she'll give you some awesome more tips and connect with her if you have questions or could use her help. So Corrine, thank you again for joining us today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Hey, thanks Garrett. And thanks uh, HR Mavericks community for having me. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddy. Eddy is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddy, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddy.com today to request a demo.